You're listening to the Post-Apocalyptic Media Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to the 62nd episode of the Post-Apocalyptic Media Podcast. I'm your host, Sean, Senior Editor here at postapocalyptic.com. And uh, this is, this today marks week one of me resisting buying a PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 5. I've, I've never owned a PlayStation 4, and of course I've never owned a PlayStation 5, because nobody has. And I, so this, today marks week one of me resisting buying it. Why would I be struggling and having such a hard time buying a PlayStation? Well, it's because of Horizon Forbidden West, of course. Horizon Forbidden West releases on Friday, and it looks incredible. Every single thing about it looks like something that would be up my alley. But, you know, I have to resist it. So, well, here's the only good part, is the original Horizon Zero Dawn actually went to PC eventually, like three years later, I think, after it launched. So, here's holding out hope that Horizon Forbidden West, which is the sequel, will eventually go to PC, and then I can play it, right? Instead of buying a PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 5. Okay, all you non-gamers out there, I apologize for my little rant there, but just know that this is week one of me not buying, resisting buying a PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 5. It's very hard. My life is very hard. Um, (laughs) Let's get into the news here on this podcast, right? We have news to talk about. Now, the first thing we have to cover here, there's actually a lot of Walking Dead on this episode because, of course, Walking Dead came back, right? Their their final season, season 11, is, well, it's broken up into three parts, and the second part just started this week uh, on Sunday, and that was for for AMC Plus streamers. Of course, if you don't have AMC Plus, then it, it will start on Sunday, this coming Sunday, but we'll talk about that in a second. First of all, though, there's a, a, a. I thought this was an interesting story. This is about Negan, who, of course, is played by Jeffrey Dean Morgan, um, who is the you know the actor who does such a, a spectacular job of playing Negan. Who, you know, Negan started out as probably the worst villain ever in Walking Dead. A lot of people, a lot of people hated him. Um, a lot of people loved him. Not sure why. He has a certain charm about him, right? Uh, and so the actor himself, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, um, he he was interviewed and he said, uh, someone asked him, what would you, if you had one thing to take back from your character, you know, from your character's story, if, it, if you could do one thing over again, what would it be? Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, it's got to be the probably... I don't know. A lot of people call this the biggest mistake The Walking Dead has ever done, which was to kill Glenn. And that was by the hand of Negan, actually by the bat of Negan, Lucille, the name of his barbed wire wrapped bat. Um, If you haven't seen that episode and let's say you're, you know, you just started and uh, you're on like season five or something. Well, sorry, sorry. The end of season six gets pretty bloody, pretty gory, and uh, we lose Glenn. And we also lose Abraham, if you, you know, in case that was your favorite character. Um, So this was all by the hand of Negan. 
and Negan, uh, you know, we don't see this actually until the first episode of, of season seven. That's when it actually happens. Uh, but we get introduced to the scene at the end of season six. And then we had to wait, we had to wait a few months to see what happens. We knew he hit somebody in the head and then it was like, who, you know, who do you hit in the head? Well, if you read the comics, you would know that it was Glenn because that's who it was in the comics too. Um, it actually turned out to be Abraham first and then uh, it turned into this thing and Daryl stood up and tried to, you know, puff his chest at Negan and Negan said, well, okay, I'm going to take out another one and he, he hit Glenn. So in case you haven't seen all that, I apologize for ruining a 10 year old story, but, but it's a, you know, it's a big deal in the world of the walking dead because a lot of people actually quit watching at that point. And my wife is one of them. Like we, we used to watch it together and she wouldn't, I mean, I, I kind of lost interest not long after that, but for her, that was the, that was the final straw, you know? And I think a lot of people said that. So I think that's probably why, uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan said that that's the one thing he would take back. Um, in this interview, he does talk about how he has always played the good guy in all his previous, you know, movies and stuff. He's like this, you know, good-looking guy, and he's he he always plays the. I, I think he was in um, one of those hospital shows, like uh, like Grey's Anatomy or something. Um, and he he always plays, you know, the good guy. But he he kind of saw that as an extra challenge to play the bad guy when he first heard about this role. And of course, people knew about Negan before because of the comic books. But when he heard that he was going to play a bad guy, he was excited. And he said, well, I hope it's Negan. Well, sure enough, he played Negan. Um, so it was an exciting role for him. And he was very excited about the, you know, the idea of playing a, a villain. And not only a villain, a, a really, really bad villain, you know. So it, I think at that point, he was really happy about that. Well, now in the show, in season 11... We're to the point where we're kind of past the comics, you know, we're we're kind of past where the comics are, are going or where they were going and where they ended up. Um, so, again, this isn't really a spoiler, but well, it kind of is, but it's not a bad one. But uh, Negan is kind of a good guy now. And, and I don't know. I think that's up in the air. Uh, but he he's friendly, at least to Maggie, which is crazy, considering the fact that Maggie... Uh, wanted to rip his eyeballs out, you know, the beginning of season seven for killing her husband. Understandably, right? Um, <clears throat> well, now Negan is kind of a little more tolerated around the group. Um, and this was a this was a recent interview where he said this. Uh, and I think it's interesting to, to see kind of how, you know, where his mindset is. Knowing now you know, the reaction to that since that happened. Uh, of course, there's an interview with him from back in 2015 where he's all excited about playing this villain. He's at a, a panel and someone asked him, you know, is, if he's excited about this. He's, he's very excited. Well, now he's, I think he probably gets a lot of hate for the Glenn thing. So at this point, he thinks, well, I would take that part back. That would be the part that I would take back. So I can see that. I think from like a personal standpoint, it's probably, I mean, you know, it's not up to him. It was already written in the comics. It was already written in the story. You know, it's, it's not really something he can change. Although he does mention in this interview that there are things that he has discussed with the writers. You know, he says that there's, there's certain things that he can 
not change, but he does say, you know, kind of have a, a, a say in, you know, so at least that's good. Um, but I don't know. What do you think? Do you think it, it seems like one of those things that would have been, I mean, would the show have been completely different? Would they have kept a lot of their viewership if he didn't do that? You know, if they maybe left that part out of the out of the show, even though it was in the comics? I don't think, I, I think it, you know, I mean, if you look at the wiki page for The Walking Dead, there's a distinct, you know, it shows the viewership of each episode all the way down through all 11 seasons. And it spikes right before, uh, well, like midway through six, I think, probably like early six. Uh, it got up to like, there were a couple times there where it was like 17 million views, viewers on these episodes. Um, by the time this happened, well, there were 17 million on that season seven um, opening, the opening one where Glenn died. Uh, but before that, it was, you know, a little bit lower. But then it just, it dropped down. Now it's like in the in the one millions, you know? It's like two, one, one, two million. That is really low. And it's kind of sad. I mean, you know, we haven't had time to, for people to accumulate more views on these episodes, but it just seems, it seems like the, the show has really gone down. Although I would argue this last season has been great. I think a lot of people are missing out. So speaking of that, Let's get into uh, the this latest episode, right? Now, I'm not going to give any spoilers. Uh, I know last season, well, last chunk of this season, I did do some spoiler specials that were kind of separate podcasts. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to do that. If people want that, I'll, I'll give it to them. But uh, I, I'm not sure if that uh, if that's something I'll do now. But I do want to talk about the episode itself. So we're to the point now where. Um, everybody was separated. You know, we had Daryl separated, Maggie and uh, Negan and Elijah were together and Gabriel. And, and a lot of people were just kind of going their own ways. Daryl did his own thing. But in this episode, a lot of people are getting back together. You know, we start out with, uh, if you've seen the, the end of episode eight of season 11, the one from, oh, when was that? October, something like that. Um, you remember Leah and the other Reapers were aiming fireworks basically down at uh, at Maggie and Negan who were dressed as walkers. Like they had the skin faces on, the skin masks, right, from the Whisperers. Um, so they're shooting down these explosive fireworks. And, uh, well, of course, you know, everyone's like, well, they're, what's going to happen? Oh, no. Well, they evaded at the last minute, you know, and they, and they kind of, didn't get blown up, which we knew was going to happen. Um, so they all basically they get through all that. They catch one of the Reapers, and they they kind of negotiate. And this is right when Daryl pops up again. I'm not. I don't feel like this is spoilers because it's not. Um, it's not detrimental to the plot. But I'm just kind of laying it out, letting you know a little bit what what's going on in this episode. Because, like I said earlier, you know, if you have AMC Plus. You could see it now, but if you don't have AMC Plus, you have to wait till Sunday. Well, you know, it's it's worth saying you need to check this out. I really like this episode. So anyway, so they get back together. Uh, Daryl's back with Maggie and all them. They the whole reason they were out in the first place was to get supplies, right? They're doing a supply run for Alexandria. Uh, that town, they're starving. Everybody there, you know, Carol and and that group, they're starving. So they they go out in this run. 
And so they, they successfully get the stuff. They bring it back, you know, all that good stuff. Um, and there's a couple, I don't know, there's a couple things in this episode that I think were really good and some that were, I mean, there's a lot of action in it, but there's some stuff that's pretty boring. Um, there's a scene where Negan and Maggie kind of really have kind of an ending. I don't think it's the end, but they really have this kind of thing where they're like, okay, well, Negan's like, I'm going to take off. I'm going to not see you again. You know, and she's kind of she's like she has her hand on her knife, like she's ready to kill him if he, you know, if he if he pulls anything. But he leaves. He takes off. Um, now the end of this episode has pretty much everyone, almost everyone, back together. We have all the groups back in Alexandria, and even the Commonwealth has come back or come to Alexandria because you remember Eugene in one of the earlier episodes. Uh, was trying to get the Commonwealth to come help the people to Alexandria. So basically all this help is coming at once just as Alexandria is ready to completely burn, crash and burn. You know, uh, they get help. Now, the ending of this episode, I will not spoil it all because I literally gasped. <laughs> and it takes a lot to make me gasp. It does. It's. Uh, I watched it and then um, I had my wife watch it because we watched it separately and I just... I'm like, you have to see this ending. It's really good. It's it's really, um, it's kind of a, a flash forward six months to show, kind of, to kind of tease what's going to happen. And then the next episode is going to go back and explain, you know, the lead up to that. So it's a really cool little flash forward. I really enjoyed it. Um, I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I get really, maybe it's like the excitement of having this, ep- having the season back, having this episode back. Um, that plays a big part in, you know, my excitement for the series once, you know, and for the episode itself. But it was good. I mean, it was really good. There were a couple episodes, of course, last, in, you know, the last chunk of the season that weren't that great. Uh, there was one in particular that I absolutely loved. I think it was six, the one with Connie in it. Uh, it was like a horror movie. That was a really, really good episode. Um, this wasn't that good, but it, it was really good. I liked it. So if you haven't seen it yet, check it out. And read my review. My review has lots of spoilers. So maybe watch it and then read the review. That's how that works. All right. And speaking of that, now Tina does the um, Snowpiercer reviews, recaps and reviews. And she wrote one up for season three, episode four, which I have not seen. So I can't really comment on it. But I read her review because I don't really mind spoilers that much. I'll, I'll read spoilers before I see a show. Um, it's kind of like seeing the movie before you read the book. You know, it's a spoiler, but at the same time, it's like, eh. You know, I still want to know all the de- details. And I still want to know how things worked out and how they got to that point and And why the reviewer thinks that way and stuff like that. You know, so I, I feel like I feel like reading a, re- a review before I see the episode is kind of like a supplement. Right, it's like it's like a like a primer for getting ready to, to see that episode. That's the way I feel. I don't know if you feel the same way, but let me know. Um, but yeah, so she has this recap and review up on the site. Um, big time spoilers in the whole thing. So again, if you don't want to do that, you know, if you don't want to read that, then this is not for you. But uh, it's a really, it's a good recap. And she gives a lot of her opinion about if she, you know, how she liked the episode and, and all that and kind of where the, the season, this third season is going so far. All right. Next little bit of news. This is exciting. 
this actually, I wrote this up just before I started recording. Quiet Place 3, I reported last July that they had a, a release date, a, a proposed release date, which was going to be like March of 2023, you know, still over a year away. And at the, you know, at the time I wrote it, it was over a year and a half away. Well, turns out that wasn't actually true. Turns out um, that was, I don't know if it was just like in, like a rumor or, you know, bad information or what, but now John Krasinski, the director, writer, and, you know, Jim on The Office, he has come out and said just yesterday that uh, 2025, we're looking at 2025 for the third movie in the Quiet Place franchise. Um, now, we don't know if he's going to write and direct this one. Of course, in A Quiet Place 2, he was just a flashback. You know, he was not in, he, you know, he wasn't starring in that one, but he did write and direct it. Um, there was some speculation earlier about uh, a different person writing and directing, which would be Jeff Nichols. Jeff Nichols did, he did that show Mud with Matthew McConaughey. He did, um, oh, there's a post-apocalyptic movie called Take Shelter. He did that one. So, I mean, you know, we know he does some good stuff. But, of course, it would be much, much better if John Krasinski did it since it would kind of continue with that same thing. Even if he's not starring in it, if it's just the jo the, the ghost of John Krasinski, I can't even say ghost of John Krasinski, uh, you know, showing up in the, sh in the movie, that'd be great. But, um, yeah, I, I just, I hope he, he writes and directs it. I think that uh, there was actually an interview with his wife, Emily Blunt, who plays his wife in the show, and she says that, uh, she's, she's basically commenting about the fact that this is still his idea. Like his ideas are going into this third movie. Um, her, her exact quote is, she says, I think he just wanted to see how people responded to this one, meaning the second one, before he fully engaged his brain on the third one. But he has a couple of great ideas. So that was back in May of last year when she said that. Um, I hope that means at least he's going to write it, Right. I mean, that, that's the way I take that. Um, but again, no official word on writing and directing, no official word on cast, anything like that. But the man himself has said during this is a paramount uh, investor meeting, I think. Um, he came out and said 2025. That's what he's aiming for. So not 2023 like we had hoped, but it's all good. All right. Uh, so this week has actually been, it's been, you know, when I do the, the YouTube roundup, I skip over stuff if there's a lot of it, especially if it's stuff that I can cover in another article. And, and a good example of that is this week, there's a lot of coverage, tons of videos about uh, Horizon Forbidden West, which I talked about, um, you know, which I drooled about at the beginning of this episode. Um, it looks like an amazing game. There's so much out there. And it, again, it's releasing on Friday, uh, this Friday, the 18th. And it's only going to be on PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. Possibly on PC later in a couple years because the original uh, Horizon Zero Dawn did that. You know, it came out on, on PlayStation, then later went to PC. So fingers crossed that it's less than three years from now. Although I will wait three years. That's how, that's how stubborn I am about 
uh, not buying another console. I mean, I have, I look around this room, I've, I have an original Wii, and this is, this, is, this is just the stuff I've kept that I haven't sold. Uh, I have a Wii, I have an Xbox, Xbox 360, Xbox One, Xbox SS, X, XS, um, PlayStation 3. I do, have, I do have one Sony product over there, PlayStation 3, <laughs> but I don't have the four. Um, and then, of course, a couple random PCs. I, I prefer to play on PC, and if I don't, I'll play on Xbox. Um, I feel like I've gotten myself invested in Xbox so much, you know, that I don't really want to switch. I'm just not, I mean, I'm a gamer, but I'm not that big of a gamer where I just have tons of stuff. I don't know. That's that's what I tell myself anyway. Um, so yeah, that's launching on Friday. It's an amazing game. Even if you're not a gamer, just watch one of those videos and you'll be like, wow, games have come a long way since Pong. <laughs> right? It's pretty incredible. Uh, I put a video in this week's YouTube Roundup that uh, GameSpot did a video on the story, the storyline of this game so far, like in the first one, into the second one. And there's tons of spoilers, of course. But, you know, if you're really interested in the story itself, because the story is incredible, from what I've read, again, haven't played it, but from what I've read, it looks incredible. Um, and speaking of that YouTube roundup, let me go through that, because I, I, I've, I don't know, recently I've been going through those on the podcast and... Uh, and I like doing that. So I have a couple couple good videos out. Of course, Dying Light 2 also came out last week. I think it was last week, yeah. And that there's tons of videos on that just all over the place. It looks like an amazing game. Absolutely stunning. Um, but in this roundup here, we have the first one is a post-apocalyptic superhero comic. This guy gives a an entire, um, like a recap an expl- explanation of what this comic is. It's by Australian artist Ben Templesmith. It's called The Squitter. And it looks like a real, I mean, it, it's a very, um, it's a gorgeous comic. You know, it looks very graphic novel, more than just like a traditional comic. Um, but it, it looks really good. And, and he, he kind of recaps the whole comic. And, you know, if you're into comics, check it out. Um, it's one of those things where, I, you know, I didn't, I never heard of this one before, but now I'm kind of like a, in a resurgence of interest in comics. So I think I'm going to check this one out. Uh, next video I have is the top 20 Italian post-apocalyptic films. Now, <laughs> the, the amazing thing about this is it's not, it's not like it sounds like it's not only movies in Italian, but it's by Italian directors. Now, this is a very, um, uh, you know, popular thing that happened in the 60s and 70s with Westerns, you know, uh, the Clint Eastwood movies were all actually Italian movies. And uh, they they didn't really have a lot of Italian actors in them. And that's kind of the way some of these are. But a lot of these movies are 70s and 80s. There's, <laughs> you, you got to watch this though. There's no narration. There's hardly any like, transitions between each movie that they show. They're just showing clips from each movie, but um, it's it's a good little video. I, I really liked it because they have s- some movies in there that I've never heard of and a couple I have and I love... So here's a couple of the themes that I noticed in these Italian movies. Number one, they love uh, the Bronx in New York. There's three of them 
three, I think, maybe two or three that have the word Bronx in them. Because <laughs> I guess back in the 80s, it was like the Bronx. It was like the, you know, the worst place in the world. I mean, it, it was pretty bad in the 80s, but like, you know, just to make that your post-apocalyptic uh, setting is funny. And there's one that has New York in it. There's one that has Texas in it. But another thing I noticed is a lot of them like to have the year. So you have these movies from the 80s that are like the year 2020, you know, and, and there's there's one called 2020. There's one called, well, with the word, the you know, the, the year 2020 in it. There's one that has the year 2019 in it. The fall of, after the fall of New York, it's called. There's um, Raiders of Atlantis, which is, that's one of the ones I heard. I love these movies. They're so like cheesy, low budget, tons of action and tons of like that, that gore, you know, that you'd see in those old Westerns like that and just people getting their heads cut off. And if you like the first Mad Max, a lot of these, I think you'll like. And when I say first Mad Max, I don't mean. I don't mean Road Warrior, and I don't mean Fury Road. Those are not the first Mad Max. I, I think I went on that tangent last time. Um, but yeah, check out that video. It's really entertaining, especially for old people like me, right? Yeah. Um, there's a video on doomsday bunkers built for billionaires. I mean, I'm not quite a billionaire yet. I'm like a, like a millionaire, like a million pennies count, right? No, I'm not, I don't even think I'm a millionaire in pennies. So, so billionaires, they, you know, they can afford some luxuries that the rest of us really can't. And these doomsday bunkers, this video is all kind of celebrating. I mean, there are people that have restaurants in their doomsday bunker. They have um, supermarkets. There's one that he tried to make a supermarket and model it after Whole Foods. Um, there's pools, Olympic size pools and these things. I mean, these are mansions underground. Actually, the one with the uh, there's one that's a silo. So he calls it like an inverted skyscraper or something like that, where it just goes straight. It's like a fallout shelter, that game fallout shelter. It's like each level goes into the ground, you know, and he, he finished it out. And apparently that's his doomsday bunker. I don't know if he's like selling plots on it or something. I don't know but you probably have to be a billionaire to afford <laughs> one of those floors on there. I don't know. Um, then we have, oh, Wormwood Apocalypse. That came out on the 10th. Yeah, last week. It came out last week. Wormwood is a movie. It's like this crazy horror movie. Came out a couple years ago. This is the next one, Wormwood Apocalypse. So it's like a zombie movie. It's like a horror movie. And this video in the roundup, uh, explains one scene. The director talks about how there's this thing called a oneer. I guess I don't. I'm not a director, but where they try to film it all in one take. This whole scene in one take, and it looks pretty cool. I like the way he did it. Uh, the way he explains it and everything, and then he shows how they did the the one scene and, and all that. It's you know it's interesting, but more importantly, it shows off a little bit of this movie, Wormwood Apocalypse which looks, you know, it looks like a cheesy horror movie, but I love that stuff. So <laughs> as you, if you can't tell by now, I do love that stuff. All right. So that's all for the YouTube roundup. And I think that's probably about it for the news. Um, if you do check out the site, head on over there. We have, you know, we have a lot more stuff. Like I, I mentioned this probably every episode, but we do have tons of stuff on attack on Titan. Um, Stephanie writes 
a review of that. And the latest one of that is season four, episode 22. So you can check that out. She also does articles on specific parts of the show. If you know, if you like speculation and, and theories and, and a little deeper into each, each episode, the really cool stuff. Um, again, if you have not seen, if you don't have AMC plus, um, the next episode of The Walking Dead premieres on Sunday, February 20th. So if you just have, you know, normal AMC, like through a cable provider or satellite or something like that, that's when you're going to be able to see that. Check it out. I hope I didn't spoil too much of it for you. <laughs> um, but it's a it's a good one. If you're a Walking Dead fan, check that out. Uh, yeah, and that's it for this month, really. It's been, it's been kind of light, except for the whole, you know, stuff I just talked about for the last half hour, <laughs> except for that stuff. Uh, other than that, it's been, uh, it's been pretty light. So I want to thank you all for listening and remember to check us out, check out the website, postapocalyptic.com. Check us out on all the social media platforms that I'm aware of. <laughs> so I'm sure there are others, but we are not on those. We're not on Snapchat. I don't think, uh, but we're on TikTok and, you know, Facebook and Twitter and, uh, Instagram and all that good stuff. Check us out on all those. Um, and check us out. Oh, we have a YouTube. We also have a Twitch where I'm, I say this all the time, but I don't actually do it. I say I'm going to start streaming more. Well, I did stream last week and, uh, yeah, we'll see if I do more. I'm, I'm starting to collect, uh, starting to collect a bunch of game titles. Maybe I'll put a poll up on our discord and maybe you can vote on which game I should play next. And then I'll start, you know, getting into some game, getting into some streaming on there. So, yeah. And speaking of Discord, go to our Discord because it's really cool there. It's uh, it's where we all kind of get together and talk about, you know, favorite movies and TV shows and games and all that good stuff. All right. So we have that. And check it all out. Again, thank you, everyone, for listening. And I will see you next time. But until then, stay alive out there and always be ready for the big one. Bye-bye. Thank <laughs> you.